welcome to the IR Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. I'm Jeremy Geckner, and I wanted to give you a quick little intro before we get into the meat of our episode today. So what we're bringing you today is actually a mashup of two interviews that we did over the last couple of weeks that we are very, very excited to share with you. The interviews we're going to bring you today uh, contain two of our local government affair directors, or our GADs. Uh, Now, these are the people that work on the ground closely with local governments to try to make housing uh, and everything around the real estate profession better for, well, pretty much everyone. And uh, recently, these two have engaged with a couple of different organizations, a couple of different people to really go out of their way to try to make the housing market in their areas better. So you'll be hearing from uh, Neely Erickson, who is one of our northern uh, GADs, and also uh, from the Peoria area, Christy Engerman, um, and a few guests that she brought with her from the Peoria area as well to talk about the ways that they have gone above and beyond to make their uh, area and the housing market in their area even better through government assistance, through, um, as in Neely's case, a restrictive covenant, uh, getting rid of those that are still on the books from centuries ago. Um, And there's just great conversations and great examples of the vital work that our GADs do. So those are the interviews you're going to be hearing. Without further ado, let's kick it off here with our conversation. Um, And this was recorded a few weeks ago, so you might hear some tomorrow, yesterday language. Um, But let's kick it off with our interview that we did a couple of weeks ago with Neely Erickson. Because we are talking about an amazing event that happened uh, in McHenry County last night um, about restrictive covenants. And we are so happy to welcome to uh, the IR Weekly podcast, Neely Erickson. Uh, Neely, say hello to everyone out there. Hi, everyone out there. Thank you for letting me join Jeremy and Kelly. I really greatly appreciate it. Uh, the opportunity to share the great things that Heartland Realtor Organization is doing out in McHenry County. Absolutely. And this event was uh, incredible, uh, everything about it. And we are going to get deep, deep dive right into it. But before we do, we want to always uh, know in case uh, anybody, because I believe this is your first time on the IR Weekly podcast here. So let's just learn a little bit about Neely here. So what do you do with Illinois Realtors? Uh, you know, everything like that. Uh, so um, I am a, a local government affairs director and handle um, local government um, oversight of public policy for um, pretty much Northern Illinois. It's great to have you here today. Um, so should we just jump right into the topic, I guess? Yeah, um, let's do this. So last night they had the event, um, how to remove unlawful restrictive covenants from property titles. Can you just tell us a little bit of the event, how it went, and then we'll dive into what it means. Uh, The event went really well. Um, We had um, members from the public, uh, realtors, title companies, and attorneys attend um, to uh, learn more about the process that McHenry County has established um, to help property owners, um, condo associations, and housing unit boards um, address these discriminatory covenants um, that are on the CCR deeds or titles. Yeah, so what was it that uh, sort of, because, you know, we're saying restrictive covenants and all that kind of stuff, let's do a little education here about uh, what those are and specifically what got you interested in doing this because this is kind of a first of its kind uh, in Illinois in a way so so what are these uh, a broad view and then what got you specifically interested in them so um, for example the type of restrictive covenants that we're dealing with um, are covenants that prohibit the sale or lease of property um, that are based on race religion or national origin um, there's this ugly language that still remains in countless property records because they're very difficult to remove 
move. And um, in the industry, we call them that they run with the land. So in other words, they are considered a permanent feature of the property record and it required costly legal assistance to strike them out. Um, yeah. And so basically kind of um, my burning passion for this, um, you know, stems from um, my members um, over at Heartland. And uh, when um, the state legislature um, had signed this bill um, and it became effective January 1 of 2022, uh, they immediately wanted to get involved because they were aware of um, properties that had this, you know, repulsive language that was still in them. And just, you know, the same as them and I, we want to make sure that um, we welcome with enthusiasm and without reservation neighbors of all races and backgrounds into our communities. And we want those individuals um, to know that um, they are wanted there. Absolutely. Well, this and so this is interesting because a few months ago we did a uh, podcast on the history of fair housing uh, in the United States. And that's really where I did my first uh, deep dive into restrictive covenants and what they are. And so basically what you're telling us is that these um, existed at a t- very different time, but, uh, you know, no less, um, as you said, I think repulsive was your word, um, language at a time, but that they just kind of were never dealt with as the time went on. Um, nobody ever took the time to take these out, um, you know, as we gained and f- progressed further as a country. So that is really the mission that you guys are trying to spearhead here, right? To like recognize where these are and remove them. Yes. Right. Correct. I mean, time is probably um, one of our, you know, I guess, biggest enemies and hurdles to always overcome. Time allows us the ability to forget the sins of the past that had been created. And so now we're in this position where we have the opportunity um, to make a big impact um, and address these discriminatory covenants. It's a first step, um, by no means um, the end all be all of building equity within housing or advancing housing affordability for um, individuals that were deprived um, from the right of achieving the American dream, but it is a first step. Absolutely. You guys are kind of paving the way. So do you think other counties in the area want to do something similar to as what you guys are doing in McHenry County? Um, I do know that um, Lake County, um, there's an article um, that they are looking into um, setting it up and establishing a process to um, address these type of restrictive covenants. Um, I haven't seen any other counties um, that have gotten actively involved or the press has picked up on those yet. So uh, tell us a little bit um, about the night last night. Um, I know that uh, this was, as we said kind of the first of its kind um, in the state here. But, um, you know, what was something that like may have surprised you? Um, what was the feedback that you were getting from the people in the room as you kind of embarked on this new new adventure here? Well, many were really surprised, um, like you had mentioned, Jeremy, um, that they're still there, like that they go away. And that's because our government is really good at just saying, ah, they're unenforceable, you know, don't worry about it. We don't, you know, really need to address it. And so um, I think one of the big key takeaways was kind of the history um, of the process and about how these were used to, you know, prevent integrated um, communities and um, just um, where to, if you're living in a home that's, you know, probably been built or platted um, a little bit um, before 1968, you know, you might have um, a property uh, that has a restrictive covenant that's extremely discriminatory and may want to look into removing it. 
Absolutely. And so you did mention this law um, that went into effect January 1st, 2022. Um, and this is kind of what allowed you to do that. Can you tell me just a little bit more about that law and why that it made this type of event um, and this type of uh, project uh, possible? Well, like I had said, um, I was reading and um, before we had kind of like started this whole thing, um, uh, there was an article that ran in the New York Times back in January of 2022 because this, you know, became law. And so only 13 states had have really provided a simple process um, for homeowners and property owners to be able to address these discriminatory covenants. And so McHenry County being one of the first counties to really establish that simple and cost-effective process was really groundbreaking and um, it'll provide a pathway for other local governments to be able to follow moving forward. And can you touch on what role uh, Illinois Realtors played in this project? Uh, Illinois Realtors uh, would not have been possible without the grant funding um, from our voice dollars. So we were able to, one of the um, main hurdles, um, another hurdle to overcome is how do you let property owners know that these restrictive covenants still do exist? Um, And so one of the ways to do that is uh, through, we had figured what one instrument does a local government send out to every property owner? And that's the property tax bill. And so we had worked with the McHenry County Treasurer's Office to put a slip. Um, It's called a buck slip is the fancy term that the Treasurer's Office used. And it's just a half sheet of paper um, that's inserted into the property tax bill. um, And it was mailed out to 149,000 residents. So every McHenry County resident received a copy knowing um, that this process um, exists um, and that they can take advantage of it if they believe um, that their property may have one of those restrictive covenants. And so um, that was a big part um, of the process that Illinois Realtors had played was helping support the funding to insert that and then also reserve the conference room um, and, you know, uh, print the, you know, print the paper. So there's a checklist um, that was created by the McHenry County Recorder's Office. So if an individual is interested Um, in filing um, a petition to have a restricted covenant reviewed. They file it with the McHenry County Recorder's Office or with their recorder's office. And then the recorder's office sends it to the state's attorney's office for review. And the state's attorney's office has 30 days to review that. But in McHenry County, um, their office um, wholeheartedly believes in getting these off extremely quickly and also helping during the property transaction because usually the only time property owners are going to know that these exist is when they're brokering a property transaction. And so McHenry County State's Attorney's Office has made a commitment to review these petitions to remove the unlawful restrictive covenants within five days, five business days. And so that was a huge commitment that they had made. Absolutely. Um, And you know, We've been talking in the past, and uh, it was intimated to to us from you that one of the big problems with these covenants is, well, twofold. One is that, of course, as we talked about, some people might not even know they're there, but the other might be that they don't know how to get started um, in doing these sorts of things, in getting rid of this language, and they don't know the mechanisms that they have to go through. So is that something that you're hoping this event and this uh, project actually pushes forward to other counties in Illinois? 
So that is, that's exactly what we're looking to do, Jeremy. So it's really important. Realtors, title processors, and attorneys are the ones that are on the front lines um, that are reviewing these documents where these reference numbers um, reference uh, other, you know, documents that go with the, you know, with the deeds and the titles. Um, and they're really going to be on the front lines to be able to review those and bring the information forward. And so um, we recognize as realtors the role that our industry has played um, in preventing um, integration of communities. And really, this is the opportunity um, that realtors can play um, to address um, those inequities that were created. Absolutely. And speaking of what realtors can do, um, what should other locals do if they're interested in doing something similar to what you guys did um, at Heartland Realtor? organization? So um, one of the things, we worked with our DEI committee, um, and the DEI committee reached out uh, to the local state's attorney's office, recorder's office, and um, to to work together um, on this project. And so definitely, I would encourage um, local organizations um, that do have a passion um, to address um, these discriminatory covenants um, to reach out um, to their local governments, especially their state's attorney offices to see um, if they are working on establishing a process. And if they say, yeah, we're looking at it, you can now point to McHenry County and say, hey, contact, you know, the state's attorney's office in McHenry County. They've got a, a, a streamlined process already established. Maybe it'll work for us. That's great. See, yeah. we, we provide the blueprint and uh, <laughs> therefore awesome. everyone has a path to follow. Um, so I've only got a, a couple more questions for you. You, you know, what we're talking about here really is someone seeing a problem and making the choice to get involved to fix it. Um, and that really makes me think of, of what you do for Illinois Realtors and the other government affair directors, the other GADs um, and the LGADs, um, because, you know, at this time, everybody thinks of, you know, getting involved politically or in government as a big national thing, but it really is local. And that's what the GADs do. What would you say to someone who wants to get involved um, or, you know, basically, let's promo the GADs a little bit here. Like, why get involved? Why get to know the GADs in your area? Well, I think it's an important to get to know the local GAD, um, especially because if you do have a passion within your community, um, the GAD can help you get involved. So sometimes it's just about how do I start the process? Oh, I'm concerned about what's going on in my library district, or I'm concerned about what's going on on the school board. Um, the local GAD can really help connect um, uh, the uh, the realtor or that affiliate member um, with information um, and access um, to uh you know, moving forward, maybe some of the passions or um, ideas that they have to make a bigger impact within their community. And just to go back on the whole, the local GADs and whatnot, do you cover certain areas or is it everybody working together all over the state? Well, I always like to say we're a team. Um, do we are so for strategic purposes um we are um stretched out um across the state so um each association does have um a local gad to um be able to um rely on support and a connection um to the uh, state association illinois realtors um i oversee um rockford area realtors hometown association of realtors heartland boone county um so i'm just really up in that northern um half of the uh, region of up there, excluding Lake County and Cook. Man, all those associations. When do you sleep? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neely, I only have one more question before we get out of here, um, and it's because you mentioned it about the uh, equity and the um, 
you know, the, the wealth building, the generational wealth building that was denied to certain people um, because of these covenants. Um, and that really does make me think of our American Dream campaign uh, that we are in with uh, Illinois Realtors this year. Um, you know, of course, everyone deserves the American Dream and Realtors are the key to home ownership, um, which is the biggest way to achieve that dream. How has working on this issue, working with this project and seeing it finally come to fruition with this event last night, how has that uh, impacted your view of the American dream uh, and what that means to everyone? Well, um, at the um, event, we did play um, the American dream video um, that Illinois Realtors had put together, um, and it made a very big impact um, for the audience, um, especially at the end um, where our president Zeke Morris addresses how, um, you know, specific individuals um, were deprived of that right. And so, like I had mentioned, you know, um, we we try to forget history. And then when it comes to a boiling point, we have a generation that says it's not my burden, not my problem. And really, we do carry the responsibility um, to address um, those inequities that were in the past um, and continue to push forward um, the um, the American dream um, and help um, and as realtors help their clients achieve that. It's a big part um, of the whole aspect um, of wealth um, and generational wealth building. Absolutely. Well, Neely, this has been so great to talk to you. Um, I'm going to do a blanket invite back on whenever you want um, to IR Weekly. Be careful what you wish for. There we go. We're going to get a new co-host here, man. (laughs) Neely, this is great. An amazing thing. Um, Of course, uh, is there anywhere people can go online to learn more about this? Yes. So McHenryCountyRecorder.org. There is a dedicated uh, tab on the recorder's website. Um, All the way at the bottom, it'll say um, unlawful restrictive covenants. Um, So um, an individual that's interested in learning more can click right there. Um, They will be have access to a check. Um, And also um, with the funding that Illinois Realtors provided, we were able to hire a videographer. So individuals who weren't able to attend the event um, have the opportunity to click on on that video um, and still receive the same great um, informational programming as though they were there um, in person and live. And so um, all of the information um, is on the website um, right there. um, And uh, Again, it was it is a simple process to establish, and I would just encourage that if any homeowner is interested um, or a realtor um, in helping um, their client address um, one of these discriminatory covenants, to definitely work with um, a title processor, um, someone you know that they know to be able to streamline the easiness of um, getting that document, so that then the homeowner knows what they need to strike from it. Well, again, wonderful, wonderful work. You're making us so proud up there. Um, we are so so proud of everything you've done. Um, And again, thank you. And uh, let's just keep moving it forward. Thank you very much, Jeremy and Kelly. I really appreciate um, the support and the time. We are bringing you news of some amazing work being done by your realtor members um, in the Peoria area, and we are going to dive right into it. But I have a packed house today in the podcast, so we are going to do some introductions here so you guys know who is talking. First of all, we want to welcome in uh, Christy Engerman, who is one of the Illinois Realtors Local Government Affair Directors, um, and she specifically serves, well, she serves like 15 million areas, but she specifically serves the Peoria area. <laughs> Association of Realtors, which is where this program is located. And she's also the regional manager for member outreach. So uh, Christy, how are you doing today? 
Very good. Thank you, Jeremy, for having us. Oh, absolutely. Joining Christy today also is uh, Jennifer Hamm. She is the Chief Executive Officer of the Peoria Area Association of Realtors, also known as PAR, which is probably how we're going to say that for the rest of the day. So, yes. Jennifer, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you, Jeremy. Awesome. And then also our last guest here, Becky Peterson. Becky is a managing broker. She is uh, the chair of PARS Fair Housing Committee, and she sits on the city of Peoria's Advisory Commission on Housing and is a past PAR president. Woo, man, what don't you do, Becky? Thank you and welcome to IR Weekly. Thank you. So we are going to dive in here, you guys. Um, this is about a brand new uh, assistance program that you are doing with the city, a down payment assistance program. It is amazing. Uh, I can't wait to talk to all things about it. But Christy, let's start with you here and let's talk about kind of the background of this particular initiative here, how it got going and what the impetus was. So Christy, why don't you fill us in on how this all started? Sure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, this uh, down payment assistance program that PAR is collaborating with, working with actually the city of Peoria, the program will provide home buyers in qualified census tracts down payment assistance of either $5,000 or up to 10% of the purchase price of a single family purchase. Um, the price of the home is capped at $125,000. I really think that this is such a very, very good example of the city of Peoria and realtors working together. I think the goal for each of us, meaning the goal of the city as well as PAR, is to achieve a, a higher home ownership rate in the areas covered by this down payment assistance program. So in this process, I think that we certainly have promoted the value and the expertise of the realtor, which as a GAD is, is you know, one of my utmost priorities mm -hmm. is to promote the value of my realtor members. But to your point, Jeremy, I think as a way to provide a little bit of background as to how this partnership developed, um, you know, I knew, we knew Peoria was expecting to receive a, in excess of $40 million in American Rescue Plan Act funding, the ARPA funding that everyone hears so much about. And early on, we were looking to see what the vision and priorities of the city would be in terms of the use and obligation of those ARPA funds. And so certainly for us and for me as the GAD, um, housing and home ownership were top of mind. And we were communicating that with the council along the way. The final city council priorities for that ARPA funding resulted in uh, their deciding on four categories of use of that money. So neighborhood stabilization was one of those buckets or categories, as well as infrastructure, public safety, and economic development. So this particular down payment assistance program that we're talking about today falls under the ARPA bucket of that neighborhood stabilization. And I personally can think of no other greater contributor to neighborhood stabilization than home ownership. Home ownership plays a socioeconomic role in the quality of life on individual residents, on their neighborhoods and communities. Home ownership enhances psychological health, happiness, well-being for homeowners and, and those around them as well. This was an important opportunity to further engage with the city. And I wanted to be sure, I wanted to be certain that PAR was involved and we knew about the city's neighborhood stabilization focus. And so I brought this um, to the attention of Jen and to Becky. Um, you know, we, we, after discussing this, the three of us, we arranged a meeting with Peoria's director of community development. Uh, you know, I have a longstanding professional working relationship with, with the community development director. Jen brings a, a wealth of information and experience with him as well professionally. 
So in that meeting, it was clear that for this down payment assistance program, PAR could really provide the realtor as well as the lender expect, I'm sorry, PAR could provide the realtor and lender expertise. And we knew that PAR had a key role to play. So I think, um, you know, Jen can speak further, um, you know, about that lender involvement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Jen, you're right. The um, Becky or Christy uh, put completely uh, set you up very well um, with that because you know obviously we all see the merit in a program like this in helping people uh, achieve that American dream and how down payments can be one of those big big hurdles um, to getting that. You know, I just remember from my own personal home buying process that was always the biggest part of like, oh man, we got to put all this money up up front and that that does cause some anxiety. But aside from that. It seems like this is just a huge, huge program to undertake here. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. So how did that work from your end with, you know, convening lenders and, and all the work that you did with the city to ensure like a good execution of this program? Like, give me a little bit of the background there. Well, and thank you, Christy, for leading us to this point. Um, basically, the relationships that PAR uh, has built over the years, and we continue to expand those with city officials and other community organizations and their leaders throughout our area has allowed us to um, stay ahead and have a pulse of what's going on. And when Christy brought this to us, I immediately reached out to our affiliate lender members uh, individually and invited them to a roundtable meeting with the city of Peoria community development leadership, who was spearheading this and going to be launching it. And the preface to it to our lender members was basically, are you interested in being involved in assisting the city with the uh, structure and the delivery of this down payment assistance program? Mm. And it was basically 100% yes, we're on board. Where do we meet and what time? Um, we had a few lenders that were not able to attend the meeting, but for the most part, I would say we were probably right at 98, 99% representation across the board. Wow. Um, and from there, uh, the city of Peoria, I do have a longstanding relationship with Joe Doolin from previous uh, <laughs> businesses and interaction. So it was basically a very comfortable, engaging meeting. Uh, everybody jumped in. Uh, feet first. And from there, uh, it just started to fall in place. It felt like. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Becky, you are, of course, a uh, past par president um, and you are currently on the uh, fair housing uh, chair or the chair of the fair housing committee. And of course, on the Peoria advisory commission yeah. on housing. So um, you can't talk about this at all. Can you have no, no insight into all. any of this? Um, no, but uh, talk to me a little bit. Yeah. About how this, um, you know, how this can impact clients who, you know, they have the ability to pay mortgages, pay taxes, um, and even the insurance part, but do struggle to get that down payment to, to clear that first big hurdle to experience the dream of home ownership. Right. Well, the, the, this program, um, is 10% of the purchase price up to 5,000, but it can also be stacked with other grant programs that are available. Okay. Um, which is wonderful. And there is no income limit, just the purchase price up to 125. And um, you only have to be in the home for two years. Okay. 
um, and then it's forgivable. Wow. So it they have concentrated on neighborhoods, what the qualified section um, track, neighborhoods that have a lot of rentals. Mm. And so we're trying to bring up, just like Christy mentioned in hers, that it improves the neighborhoods. Mm. So there are a lot of tenants that want to own their own home, and this gives them the opportunity. Now, they may not be able to be available to do it this year, but money will be available next year. So working on someone's credit, they may be able to take advantage of this grant next year. Okay. And a lot of our non-for-profits are also involved in this. So there is first-time homebuyer training that they may take so that they don't get into trouble. Um, it's just a whole coming together. Everybody, it, it takes a village. I hate to... <laughs> Go back to that, but it does take a village. Yeah. Um, and we're very, very excited about this program. Yeah. So. And the other key part here is it's not just for first-time no, home buyers. It's just owner-occupied. And okay. that is a key component as well. People that um, want to move back to some of these older neighborhoods mm-hmm. for the character of the homes and whatnot, they have this opportunity to do so if they qualify. Right. Absolutely. Well, and that is a very important distinction there um, because there are many people, yeah, who who will be even more helped by that. So, you know, I was going to ask what sets the program apart, but you guys just brilliantly laid it out there because there is so much help there. The stacking of other grants is also uh, probably a huge, huge thing there that uh, gets people a lot of assistance there. But I do know this is a part um, of funds that were allocated from the American Rescue Plan Act, uh, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I imagine that there is probably some kind of um, measurement that Peoria wants to do to rate the effectiveness, right? Is there some kind of metric like that that you guys can speak to? Well, yes, right. Oh, go ahead, Christy. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I don't think we've um, appropriately laid out. It's, it's going to be uh, the city has allotted um, or obligated a half a million dollars over two years. Mm. So it's $250,000 this year, as well as another $250,000 next year. Um, if the funds are not, um, you know, utilized, um, they will roll over to the next year. Okay, great. Well, that and that's a very important distinction <laughs> rare because you're right. Um, I remember again. I'm just going to make this all about me, guys. Uh, in my home buying process, though, like I never even uh, heard of a credit report when I decided, like, oh yes, my wife and I want to buy a house. That'll be just really easy. We'll just go and get a loan, and it'll be so easy. So you know, when you talked about that, that was um, you know that hit me because we had to. You know, we didn't have any crazy things against us, but it was like. We never even tried to build up credit in our lives. We were just kind of just living. So um, I, I like that those funds will roll over like that so that there is still the big pool of money that uh, can help everyone there. Um, but, you know, what excites me a lot about this, too, guys, is that um, – it's realtors that are really getting out into the forefront to help with this. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of times people just think the buying and selling of homes, but realtors really do have a vested interest in improving the state of housing everywhere. Um, anybody, I want to open that up to all three of you. Um, if you have any thoughts about that, about like, what do you think the unique skills are that realtors have um, to, to help the issue of improving housing and, and um, making it more available? This is Jen, and in this specific scenario, uh, the realtors in PAR were the conduit. Hmm. We played, you know, we were the conduit between the city of Peoria and the realtor community. 
and the lenders. Um, all three of those needed to come together to ensure that the launch of the program and the delivery of it was successful. And one of the key goals that came up several times in the meeting was the city's desire to get the money into the hands of people that could actually use it and utilize it. You know, they want to use this money up year over year. And the lenders played the role that obviously one of the stipulations was that they needed a mortgage to qualify. So um, if the lenders are the ones that are speaking and advising their clients, the buyers in the home purchase uh, property, they're pre-qualifying them. They know where they're, you know, what they can afford and they know the structure of the multiple different programs available to them that they can stack with this program. And with the lender applying, usually the data, the information is more accurate coming from a lender into an application. And also the, the completion of the application process usually is faster and I think more complete. That is probably the most important thing that came out of our meetings because when they first developed this plan, they were telling the buyers to go online and make application. Mm. Well, just like everything else, it gets lost mm. in translation. So we felt that it needed to start with the lender. Now, as we really sent this program out to all the realtors and, and you see it on constant Facebook pages, and then they're advertising it with their individual homes that they have listed in those areas, that this is available, you know? So we're, we're definitely getting it out there because we definitely want to use up the whole 250,000 this year, so. Yeah, and Jeremy, to answer your question, at least from my perspective, from a dad's perspective, I you know I am very fortunate to, to work with these ladies joining me today, but also, you know, a myriad of other, you know, PAR realtor members who are very actively engaged. And so um, I, I don't want to minimize the value of the relationship that, that we have with the city. And you have realtors, PAR realtors who are engaged. So I think that this is uh, an example of another successful endeavor where not only realtors and staff, you know, like me and Illinois realtors are working together, you know, but we're also engaged with the, with the city. We have those established relationships, which certainly not always makes it easy, but it makes it better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I, I wanted to uh, read a quote here from uh, Mayor Ali of Peoria that, um, you know, uh, went into uh, the press conference that you guys held when you announced this. Um, but she said, homeownership is empowering and it's rewarding. It allows community members to build equity and offers them the opportunity to call Peoria home for many years to come. And I wanted to uh, uh, get that quote out there because I think it speaks to one thing that we're really concentrating on with the uh, Illinois Realtors uh, this year, which is that idea of the American dream. Of course, we have mm -hmm. our American dream campaign happening right now. Um, and of course, the whole purpose of that is to get the idea and the message out there that everyone deserves the American dream and realtors are the key to that American dream. Um, and I just wanted to uh, sort of wrap up a little by asking all three of you, what does that mean to you? What, what does that phrase, the American dream, the idea that everyone does and realtors are the key, like what does that do to you when you hear that phrase and when you think of the American dream and the role that realtors play in making that happen? Um, I don't really have an order, so I guess if somebody's got uh, an idea or an answer to that, but I would really love to know what, what that idea means to you guys. Um, this is Christy, and you know I know that the Realtors Corp 
core belief is that everyone deserves the American dream of home ownership. And obviously this program is a way to make home ownership more attainable. Mm. Um, I think for me personally, I'm very proud to promote that fact, uh, you know, at every, at every opportunity. This is Jen. And we, we definitely intentionally tied in the American dream mm-hmm. uh, theme to the announcements, the marketing and whatnot. And every time, you know, we hear that phrase, I think this year, it gives me goosebumps. Mm. And it also, the, the qualified census tract that this program is focused on definitely provides the housing opportunities for those that possibly have been on the fence or just financially have not been able to cross over from renting into home ownership. And I, I think it's a wonderful opportunity for our community and f- to restart the growth again of home ownership in these areas. Hmm. Oh, well, um, you know, I am, there's nothing better than owning your own home. It's a place of uh, pride. It's, it's a place of, you know, your home. And I always tell buyers that you're paying somebody's mortgage, you know, so if you can't, and, and I watched several programs on 2020 and that talk about uh, the millennials today don't want to own a home. Well, that is completely, that is not what I see at all. They do want to own their own home. It's out of reach for them. Mm. And these programs like this are putting home ownership in reach for many. And that is what our goal is because it is wealth building, you know, at least you're paying off something you own. And eventually if you outgrow it, at least hopefully you're going to have some equity in it. That's going to move you up to another home. And, and I mean, that is, that's documented. So. And home ownership changes the trajectory trajectory of someone's life. Yes. And, their future family members' lives. Yeah. It, it's proven. Yeah, absolutely. It's well, I don't think I can say it any better than that, guys. <laughs> I think that is that is about what what it's all about there. So this program uh, launched on May twenty fifth um, of this year. Um, if somebody does is listening here. Um, I don't know, maybe general public person listening to this, but if there's a broker or a realtor that wants to send certain clients anywhere to take advantage of this program, where would they go? You can contact PAR for the actual uh, information. There's a lot of marketing going on, as I think Becky or Christy mentioned. It's all over Facebook, but the city of Peoria, um, their phone number is 309-494-8600. But we do recommend we can connect you. We can send whoever is interested. Any of the information is to all the participating lenders which obviously that's where we really would like to see these buyers start with um, their realtor and the lenders. And we can provide all the information if they want to reach out to PAR itself. Um, Also the marketing material also is in Spanish. Um, We had it translated by one of our lender affiliates. Um, So even if someone needs that as well, we can provide that. 
Absolutely. Well, it is a wonderful, wonderful program. Um, I am hoping more cities, more municipalities uh, take this up. Um, I'm hoping that this is just a an example to a lot of different places and that this becomes uh, the norm um, <laughs> going forward, that just all that uh, help to get people into their first homes or maybe just being a, a homeowner for the first time. So, um, guys, it has been an amazing conversation here. I just want to thank you once again for coming on IR Weekly and telling us about this program um and you know let's do it again next year or something let's see the state of the program and and give a little uh, report card or an update or something but um becky jen christy thank you once again so much for being on the podcast today thank, thank you. you thank you